All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Check the Mark. I am Mark Lucero. Sorry to my loyal listeners that were looking for some updates the past couple weeks. I just took a little break, put the microphone away for a little bit. Uh, it wasn't planned and uh, no reason for it. Just was a little lazy. You know, a couple things to do. I was busier. I was back in the gym for the first time in about 14 months. I passed the threshold, the 14-day threshold after my second Pfizer shot. So that combined with the improvement in California and the numbers, things are opening up. It's, it's, gosh, it's so exciting. You see people you know, out a little bit more. You see more businesses. And um, <laughs> Isabella, a little sneeze in the morning. She's a co-host here in the booth. Yeah, things are opening up in California. And for a place that had probably some of the strictest guidelines in the country for quite a while, it's, gosh, it's so exciting to see things opening up. Anyway, related to vaccines. As the clay court season has got underway, we've seen a couple events roll out vaccination options for the players. Started with ATP, excuse me, started with a WTA event in Charleston, uh, Ben Navarro's event, tournament director Bob Moran and his right-hand woman, Eleanor Adams. They were able to secure a number of extra Johnson & Johnson vaccines for the players, for the players and their teams who wanted them, which was just awesome getting that ball rolling and trying to get those numbers up. The men's event in Serbia this past week offered a number of different inoculations to the players. Uh, I believe everything from Sputnik to Moderna to uh, Pfizer and everything in between. Another great option. Both tours have really tried to inform the players and campaign for the players to get vaccinated not pressuring anybody not making it mandatory but trying to give the players information and to get them to make the right decision for themselves the tennis tours similar to major league baseball and the nba are shooting for the 85 percent benchmark advocated for by the cdc when they get to 85 percent of the population of, of the tour population or the you know if you're an nba if your team uh, major league baseball of your team when you get to 85 percent, that's when a bunch of new privileges kick in and i think life gets a little easier for the nba when a team gets to 85 percent, they can go you know the players can go to an outdoor restaurant and sit outside and have a meal uh, for tennis obviously we're under strict protocols vaccinated players are starting to have some privileges i think you get to go outside for an hour a day if the local transmission rate is below a certain threshold. But yeah, 85% is the number when, you know, greater privileges will kick in and that's going to be just a real shot in the arm. Excuse the poor pun. (laughs) That's going to be a real uh, boost for all of us. You know, for a lot of people on the road, worrying about contracting COVID didn't really come from what it might do to them the bigger worries came from contact tracing protocols, local COVID protocols. Say you tr- you test positive, you get stuck 14 days in some place away from your family, the inability to travel home, or contact tracing, you get caught up, your player gets disqualified from the tournament because of contact tracing related to you. Or, you know, obviously worst case scenario of all of these, you contract it, you don't know it, and you pass it to somebody who's way more vulnerable to the disease than you were parents grandparents you know anyone with pre-existing condition um (laughs) that sort of thing anyway uh i am super glad super glad super grateful to have that layer of protection 
and uh, it just makes it that much easier to go back out on the road. Okay, a couple calendar updates. Uh, one, Tokyo Olympics still sort of up in the air. It doesn't seem like the public sentiment in Japan really is excited about it, but the Olympics going ahead as of now. Two, about a week and a half ago, top-notch management. That's Sam Duvall's crew, my, my, my homies. They announced they'll be having an event the week before the U.S. Open in Cleveland. Man, it looks like an awesome venue right on the river in the land. I believe it's going to be the WTA top-notch Open. Tournament director for the last couple Cleveland challengers, Kyle Ross. Kyle's with Grand Slam Tennis Tours, Andrew Chimura. They have a partnership with Top Notch. They, I believe, will be running the event. It looks like a great, great new tournament. I believe there will be another event in the United States that week as well. Uh, just to be determined, but super awesome to have more events in the United States. We need more events in the continental U.S. It's good for our players. It's good for the fans, good for young kids that eventually might be the pro players. More importantly, young kids that eventually will be the tennis consumers when they're adults. This tennis ecosystem needs to be healthy, needs to be a healthy economy so that we all continue to have jobs, so that this game continues to be supported. Also, related to Indian Wells, Things are looking positive for a fall event in the desert, in the Coachella Valley. I'm really excited about it. Hopefully things get confirmed uh, and announced in the coming maybe couple weeks. We'll cross our fingers. One last piece of news that I will leave you with. In the last 10 days or so, Governor Cuomo in New York signed a bill into law that will now permit mobile sports gambling in the state of New York. Mobile gambling in the state of New York has to be done, I believe, through a casino that is licensed by the state of New York. But immediate implications related to tennis jump to mind. U.S. Open, maybe one of the biggest events in tennis. Mobile gambling means being able to pull out your cell phone in Arthur Ashe Stadium and lay down a bet. How will this affect that? Who's making the money? Where's the cash going? Is the money trickling down to the players? That's what's going to be on the mind of a lot of people, particularly the players, as they continue this inquest, trying to figure out, are they getting paid their fair share? Anyway, that is it. That is it for today. For another episode of Check the Mark, I'll be back in action. I got some interviews lined up. I'm really excited to move forward with this show. In the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Find me on Twitter or Instagram, at Mark Lucero, Mark with a C, M-A-R-C-L-U-C-E-R-O. Let me know what you want to hear and how I can help. That's it. Talk to you guys later. Have a great Monday.